Sten Morgan here. I hope you're doing well. I want to announce that we are launching the How to Be an Elite Advisor course. We are combining all of our best teachings and ideas into a course that you can complete in less than a week. I want to share with you the best ideas that I implement within my practice that have helped me achieve more than I ever thought possible. I want to share how I have unique meetings with clients. What's the mindset of an elite advisor? How do you prospect in a way that'll separate you from other advisors? At the Elite Advisor Network, we reject average. I want to help you see what your full potential is and reach it faster. Set time aside this week to take the course. Click on the link or go visit gobeelite.com. I'll talk to you soon. Andy, today we are going to talk about head trash. I head trash. You, I don't know uh, where I got this word. That's one of I your favorite. It. One of your favorite terms yeah. is head trash. Yeah. Uh, I don't. Uh, it, it reminds. I, I pay this compliment to kids on the other team when I coach, uh, which is I don't like that, but I respect it. Mm, so I don't nice. like it when you because you, you'll say to me, "They're going to call like you call them garbage or something." No, like I'll just go. This kid, like I, usually the third baseman, he'll make a great play, and I'll go, "Hey, dude, just so you know, I really." I really love that play, uh, but I, I, but I don't like it. Okay. I, I respect the play, but I don't like it. So I respect how much you talk about head trash. I just uh-huh. don't like it because it makes me uncomfortable. Because you're like going, oh, that's interesting, Andy. It sounds like head trash, and I'm like, oh, dang, a lot right. of it. Yes, and that's not because I, I'm from the outside looking in. It's because that is something I lived in and still do. So yeah, so we all have head trash. Yes, and this is this is a part of our series about things that advisors struggle with, and. These are specific topics that our advisors have shared with us and you and the audience have shared with us. And by the way, we want to ask you to continue to send feedback. You can do that anytime by sending us an email at feedback at eadvisornetwork.com uh, anytime that you want to share some feedback with us. But what we're gonna, I, what yeah. I appreciate about this topic is that it's, it's not if you have it, oh, no. it you do have it. Yeah. And so if, if you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I don't have that, well, you just don't know what it is yet. And so when we meet with hundreds of advisors, coach, I mean, we've probably spoken to thousands of advisors now, coach hundreds of advisors, is the biggest difference that I can sense when I meet an advisor, and I can almost probably predict their production and their quality of their business, is the way they talk about their practice, carry themselves. Like there's so much to mindset and confidence. And you can sense when somebody's hesitant, doesn't really want to give full answers to how you're talking about their practice. And so this is a huge for your practice. Let's talk about practical things. How are you running a business? What's your investment strategy? Insurance planning? Great. But we need to give just as much bandwidth to what's going on. Why am I not leaning into these uh, more affluent clients? Why am I avoiding hard conversations with my team? And a lot of that comes back to the fact it's like, I'm just not aware of what's going on within me. Internally. Yeah. I mean, I, it reminds me of a car I actually saw. Um, I get these ads or whatever. I'm just looking through Facebook Marketplace, and I saw this car the other day, and it was like $1,000. And I was like, why is this car $1,000? It looked like brand new. And then I went through all the internal issues. Like exterior, gorgeous nice. car. It was like a 2022 or something. I'm like, why is this car $1,000? Like, this is a joke? And it, and it was all this internal stuff. And it was a classic. Like, if you just drove by, you'd be like, oh, 22, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, but internally, garbage. Yep. And that's okay. But you know you got to work through that. So this is the head trash that other people have expressed to us. And so I want to I want to walk through these. Uh, Sten, the first one is how can I help someone that has more money mm. than I do, has accumulated more, makes more money than maybe I do as an advisor? When when people say that to themselves, what are they really saying? And then on a really practical level, how do you get over that? I mean, it, it just screams confidence issue. And for me, when I got into the business, I that was all over my face. I mean, I was young. I almost, I would psych myself out because I knew I'd get like the young question, hey, how long you been doing this? And I, I, that messed with me for a while. And so my 
response to that was one of the only things I can control was I just went and leveled up. I just studied a lot, got more certifications. For me personally, I had to know internally that when I went into a room with somebody, the chances of me knowing more than them about most topics was really high. Mm. It wasn't guaranteed, but I knew before I was like, no, chances are they know more about life, business, family, money, because I'm 23. And so for me, I had to just get technical in order to overcome that burden. And there's some advisors that just go in there just like, hey, I'm just fake it till you make it. You know, I'd say hopefully you're delivering and you're just faking the confidence side of it. But for me, I needed something really practical in order to kind of kick it into that gear. Yeah. And we're going to get into some of the nuance of this, of why that's not true. You know, uh, because when someone says, how can I help someone that has more money than I do? Uh, you know, that that your expertise, if you're listening to this, if you're watching us on YouTube, your expertise is money, is is the, the area of finance. And that might sound overly simplistic, but theirs isn't. Mm-hmm. There, theirs is not. Even, and this is interesting, I find too, like you'll find CPAs that like they're they're experts in parts a part of the money equation, but they're not planners. Okay. They look backwards and they do a great job of that, right? Uh, but but it, again, you have to also the other way to overcome this is how can I help someone that has more money than I do? Is well, they their their expertise is not in tax strategies mm-hmm. and insurance and investments and how to put all those together in a plan that makes sense and works for them. Their expert is in however they made their money. So if, let's say they own a concrete company. And they make more money than you. Okay, cool. Why? Because they're really good at concrete. So don't try to out-concrete them. That's right. Not going to work. Yep. But you can out-help them, out-serve them, out-know them in this area of finance. Yeah, this this could be a silly call-out because I don't know if he's good at table tennis. But uh, I play basketball, and I would probably not confidently challenge Michael Jordan to a game of basketball in his prime. Or but, now. Or now, probably. <laughs> um, but, you know, if I was like, man, I think I could take him at table tennis. Like there's probably some things that I would challenge Michael Jordan to with some level of confidence when compared to the fact that if I went into his territory. Yeah. And so I get a lot of feedback and this happens within my team of like advisors that like, I can't sit with a business owner. I don't own a business. I don't run a team. And a lot of my confidence has come through reps. So if you're listening to this, I'm not telling you, hey, tomorrow this is just going to feel totally different. My hope is that you can say, I know more than most people and I'm going to kind of challenge my confidence just enough to start having these meetings because you need the reps. Because what I know through the reps is that the more times I see this successful multimillionaire that has no idea what they're doing with their tax planning, corporate structure, every single time I'm like, this is crazy. You don't have an estate plan? Well, your CPA is the same CPA you had 30 years ago when you started and it's totally different now. And so this will continue to prove itself out. So if you just borrow my confidence on that front, but we want to challenge you today to say if, if one of these limiting beliefs is stopping you from taking action, you'll never know. Remember that just because they're good at that thing doesn't mean they're good at your thing, right? There's there's many, many successful people, and it's great that they're successful even in that financially. I, I have found, uh, it's a little bit of a sidebar, but I, I have found in when we onboard new members to our Elite Advisor Network community, a very uh, consistent book that I've, you know, we ship a, a few books out, people become members. We, we do a diagnostic of their practice and also personal stuff. Um, I don't get too personal, but, you know, I'll ask, like, how are you doing with boundaries with, like, work? And they're like, man, I feel like I need to work all the time and yada, yada. So one of the things that, that I've been assigning and sending uh, is a book about, the, you know, balance between work and, and work and family. And it's it's this idea that, like, yeah, this person might know more than you in a certain area, but that doesn't mean that they know all things about all areas. And so mm-hmm. just trust that there is value that you can add to that person 
um, because of your real focus expertise. And uh, you, you have to trust that. And I the love great, the line you use where you're like, if you read, what, two or three books about something? You know more than 95% of people on the planet Earth about that topic. About that topic. And you are immersed in this business. And so the things that I just take for granted because I'm around it, the language I use, the it's like most people think that's, you know, a different language. But it's just what we do because we're in it all the time. Yeah. And so, so know that you are ahead of most people already. The challenge becomes if you too truly want to work up market and get into more sophisticated clients, more sophisticated planning, like that may be uncomfortable. My hope, though, is that you don't always just kind of play down to what's comfortable today. Is that you say, hey, I'm uncomfortable with that market because they have more money. It appears they've experienced more success than me. Well, study up. Go find, you know, what we, t- we call targeting strategies. Is You can go out there and spend a week or two and find an idea that they've never heard of that gets you in the door. Absolutely. And it, it can take you less than a week to do it. You were the only reason saying I'm not qualified what to go research and find a new idea that yeah. saves them money. There's no nobody stopping you from doing that. Yeah. This one's really specific, which is the idea that there's an advice. They already probably have an advisor. Mm. So again, the head trash is that, you know, there's a prospect, you see them, you hear about them, you, you know, you're, we love this, you know, the soccer game or the, you know, sitting in the stands or in the auditorium and you're meeting someone that is involved in your kid's activity. That's a great example because it just happens all the time. You know, what do you do? What do you do? Right. And it's like, oh, well, they probably already have an advisor. And so that's the head trash mm-hmm. of the fear of not growing your business. How can someone overcome that, Stan? As I hear you talk about that, I like go back in time to you know, Stan in his early, mid-20s. And what I didn't know at the time was that somehow my wiring was like injecting limiting beliefs at all times, whether it was my age, whether it was the fact I didn't come from money, whether it was the, you know, there's another advisor in my path. And I don't th- without knowing it, something in me was placing any and all excuses to not take action pretty intentionally. Like I didn't sit down and look through all these things about why Sten shouldn't be able to work with this person as a client, Mm -hmm. but they were so front of mind constantly. It reminds me where, you know, water always fills the lowest point. I mean, that's just (laughs) its job, you know, like it'll always find. Uh, So anyone who has like owned a home, (laughs) right. Or it's in had, you know, had to do any kind of like moving around landscaping. Like you realize like water does what water does. It does not care what you think, what you want to do. It does what it does. And it just, that's its job is it finds the lowest point. And I find that there's something in our human nature, and I'll go as deep to say that it's it's wired in us into the negative, that we just will find obstacles until we rewire ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if, you, if you're resonating with this, the point is not to be harder on yourself and go, gosh, I'm doing that too much. It's to say, you know what? It's to stop putting up with it. It's stop mm-hmm. tolerating how hard you are on yourself, Yeah. right? And I think it's just reasonable expectations for a business, too. If I went into my day and said, I want ideal clients with no advisor, that wouldn't happen. Because my ideal clients have some, some I'm gonna pa- I'm going to have you pause right there. I think that's a great example of, like, why this excuse is bull. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, okay, so what you're saying is the only way you're really going to find someone is if they don't have an advisor. Like, who's how, you just took your pool of potential and cut it probably down 80%, 70%, yeah. right? And when we talk about how financial planning, if you're able to charge for advice, that opens up a whole new group of people that most advisors aren't working with. But any ideal client for, for most advisors has some complexity, has some money to manage. And unless if you're sitting around waiting for the person that you know lived in a cave, never got financial advice, worked at one place for 40 years and has a $2 million rollover, and they're not going to shop you around, those clients exist. I have some of them, and they're great. But if my expectation is I'm going to build my business off of those kind of experiences – you will be disappointed and yeah. you'll be frustrated. So change your baseline for 
when I find out somebody has another advisor, I still, I still think opportunity. I don't think oh, I'm going to write that off or, oh man, they're going to expose me. Maybe that advisor is really good at something else. But I go in saying there's still an opportunity here unless I'm convinced otherwise. Right. Instead of going in being like, there's just no way. And unless the client convinces me, which is the way I used to think, I'm going to go in here and like, they're going to have to do all my work for me. This better be smooth. If not, it's not meant to be. Instead, I expect hard questions, um, confusion I'm going to have to coach through, and some resistance and change. Because that's just going to happen all the time. And so I'm Mm -hmm. not thrown off in a meeting when I get a hard question. Uh, I'm not frustrated or disappointed if they don't move their accounts within a week. It might take a little bit longer. So all that, let's just change our expectations, be more reasonable, and know just because somebody has an advisor, there's still opportunity. Because most of the plans I still see are ones where I'm like, man, there's so many untouched opportunities here. And I don't go in trying to throw this advisor under the bus. I'm like, hey, great. Jim, Susan, they're doing a good job in what they do. But hey, here's what we do. And I bring something new to the table. And so that's been a process for me. But now that I know and we're confident in our system, I can say with anybody that has two, three, four advisors, I have clients with multiple advisors, and I'm like, you still need need me on the team. One thing that I I really appreciate that you do, and this is some key phrasing we teach at our live event and in our community uh, about how to charge for your advice is to use this language of, hey, what what we find is that most people who have an advisor or feel like they have a plan, it's, their plan is really just a collection of purchases, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, and, it, and, and those may not be bad things, but it's not a plan, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I can go to Home Depot and buy a lot of supplies. doesn't mean I, I'm building something, yeah. you know? Like, I got wooden nails and I mean, I got like these gray things, looks like you like hammer them into the nails and they, they're like, yeah, those are called braces, Andy. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. But like that doesn't mean that I'm I know how to build it or it's mm-hmm. actually cohesive, you know, purposeful. Yep. And so I think that the challenge you have to overcome is when you tell yourself they already have an advisor and instead this is the again, reps happen here. It's like, well, how many of your current clients have had advisors in the past? Ninety plus percent. And so again, unless you just want to work with ten percent of the market, mm-hmm. like you're cutting yourself off from. So I also love the attitude and I think this is a this is a this is a generous mentality and it's also not a mean spirited one is to say, that's good. You have an advisor like that advisor's probably helped them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to also believe there's still opportunity there. Yep. Right. It is not a good look to go. I bet they're dumb. You know, <laughs> I bet your advisor is a jerk. You know, like, Oh, it's my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. Sorry. You know, like, so you don't go in there. You just go, Oh, that's great. That's, I'm, that sounds, it should, that shows me that you've been intentional with your finances. That's, yeah, that's I w- good. I would sit in a meeting. It's probably the first three, four, five years of my career. And as soon as I got to the section where I asked about the professionals or somehow in conversation yeah. it came up, I was instantly defeated. There's so many people. Like that I feel like my close right rate now. just went to, from 90% down to five. And most likely if they move, it's because they're mad at the other advisor for something. It's probably end up biting me later, like fees or yeah. they're not wanting to meet every day. And I that was just an illusion I painted. Well, that might be true in some small number of circumstances, it was all me painting it. And so as you listen to this, I hope you can find some quiet space in the next two days or even today to sit down and just kind of question like, why am I not going after certain clients? Like Mm -hmm. what's a limiting belief or fear I have? Because what Andy and Sten are saying is that all those can be overcome. Potentially that's an obstacle I've continued to put in my way. and, And I want that. I want to go up market. I want to have a more efficient practice. And if you're saying, I still am stuck, like I hear what you're saying, I believe Andy, I believe Sten that it's possible. For some reason, I'm just not applying it. 
will call us, email us. Like that is the business we're in with advisors is saying, you're here and you're stuck. We're going to show you over here that this is possible. And then we're going to help you get there. Absolutely. All the things we talked about to wrap up, all the things that we talked about today are things from advisors. Almost all of them are charging for their advice. And yet there's still this story they tell themselves mm -hmm. because we all have some form of head trash. Oh, right? multi-million dollar producers we work with. I mean, it's just, the goal is not someday it's going to be solved or it's going to be gone. The quicker you can just say, I'm going to live in tension with on Tuesday, I think I'm a terrible advisor and I lost a client and all my clients are about to leave. And on Thursday, you're like, I'm, I'm crushing this. Yeah. And that's just how it is. That's the business. Yep. That's the business. So thanks for listening. And again, I'm going to remind you that email address, feedback at eadvisornetwork.com. Uh, let us know your thoughts on today's episode. Uh, and if we can help, uh, send us an email and let us know. Thanks for your time.